Hey, it's the Brian and Kendra Show. Uh, welcome. We are your local experts. We know stuff about houses. I do. I know stuff about houses. So we've been around for... <laughs> Longer ooh, than dirt. 20-some years in real estate in Woodward. <laughs> so I've probably been in your house. I think our combined was almost 40 years. Yeah, I've been in 22 years. In April. 21 years in April, actually. I haven't been in quite as long as you. Oh, and so. <clears throat> math on the air. A long time. <laughs> so, yes, I've been. Um, so, and today we're, yeah, we're here. You're stuck, aren't you? I am. I was going to say <laughs> stuff, and then I got distracted. My phone fell. I can't remember why I had my phone propped up. You're not even supposed to have your phone on the table. I know. You're but literally not supposed to have your phone on the table. Nathan said, quit leaving your phone on the table. There's information. Because then you thunk on it, and then it makes this horrible noise on the microphones, and then our poor listeners, are like, uh, all the people out there, their ears hurt, and it's all your fault. But I was going to say practical tips and valuable insights. Oh, That's what we are. Oh, you. Congratulations. Thanks. Small market real estate. We're your local experts. Yep. Okay, so, I'm Kendra Brown, Advanced Real Estate. I'm Brian Cook, Advanced Real Estate guy. Super excited because today's going to be fun. So, yeah, we, because it's all about numbers. It's yeah. all about the spinny wheel. Whoa. It is all about the spinny wheel. It could be. Where's our In fact, wheel? here, let me get my spinny wheel for you. No, I've got one, Nathan, right here on my phone. Decide now. No, I don't need that. I've got this. But we've got it. We can oh, go. I have a portable one that I take with me oh, to listings. See? Perfect. And I'm like, hey, what should we list this house at? Hang on, let's because see. <laughs> it says 111,000. Well, you do it there, but I'm like, spin the wheel. What? Oh, if I had my volume on, you could hear it. It goes oh, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Okay, so we have spinny wheels so that we'll know exactly yes. what to list your house at. Yes. Because that's what people want to know yep. is how much should I sell my house yep. for? End of show. And now we Come told you, just get a spinny, spinny wheel. wheel. That's not true. You could also, if you want. You could call your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. They know because they've lived there. Yeah. Near your house. So they should know what the value is. Or how about the guy at the coffee shop? Um, I have found the coffee shop to be pretty reliable on I all mean, sorts of I mean, they read the paper sometimes. <laughs> and they, you know. I've never actually. Drink coffee. Go to the coffee shop. Oh, well. I mean, I can't make it to work on time as it is. Can you imagine if I went to the coffee shop? <laughs> or word on the street. Word on the street. Isn't there like a game show where they get on the street like, hey, what's your house worth? That sounds like a fun game we should play. I know. We should play it. Isn't that and how I we do it, though? It. That's how we do That's it. That's how we do it, basically. We call people and say, That's hey, not exactly we're wanting to list this house on Edgewood. No. Can you tell us what you think should be priced at? We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> at, at some point, it gets so ludicrous, I can't even play anymore. <laughs> All right, so really, though, I mean, people want to know, how is it that we come up with a price to list our house? And so I thought, well, let's just rewind a little bit. We've yep. talked about this before, yep. but I think it's really good information, and I wanted to play a little bit. Let's do it. So um, how do we price your house? So here's what I did. I pulled up some things online. Am I allowed to say these words or not? I can. can yeah, I because they're online and people, that's where people get the resource. They go, hey, I'm going to go to Zilloesta. Just kidding. We're going to go to Zillow <laughs> and they're going to tell me exactly what my house is worth. Okay, Some so here's didn't... what I did. Here's what I did. Okay. Like I had three minutes and I think I'm going, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And I was like, yeah, I am. I am. But really I wasn't. So I pulled up Zillow and I got this estimate for my little tiny house that I just moved out of. I love my little tiny house. It's so stinking cute. 
Um, and Zestimit says, I can sell my 975-square-foot home for $105,600. They said that's the value of it. Wow. You should be considerably more shocked than you are. I am, because that's, <laughs> what? We'll take it. Sold. I mean, that'd be fantastic. Ethan can just find a new place to live. All right. Redfin says 92.5. I'm not even familiar with Redfin, if we're being completely honest. So it's another Zillow-style company that does that. And then Realtor.com says 124000 Which is crazy because Realtor.com actually has three different valuation companies that merge their numbers together to get that number. And it's sold again. What's t- but for what it, What even is the price per square foot? $124,975. Uh, $125 square foot. Insane. Not real. I mean, that'd be nice, but I... I I can't even joke about it. Like, it is so ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Homes.com said 109.8, so almost 110,000. So I popped in, and I didn't do, like, a full-on, like, real CMA, but I kind of just played with a little bit of numbers on my CMA sheet. Um, And and I think that probably the closest value to my house is probably around $94,000. So ding, ding, ding for Redfin. They probably came in close. They're at 92.5. They're probably right. That is probably where it would sell. Yeah. So right there in the in the low to mid nineties range is probably a reasonable <clears throat> price for my cute little tiny house, which is not for sale. My son needs a place to live. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I am not kicking him out, although we might talk about a roommate. Yeah, yeah, roommate. <laughs> but I just I think that that's crazy, and I can see why customers have so many questions and concerns about how we come up with a value for their home, because if if I don't know the business, and I pull up Realtor.com and I come into me. If I come into myself and say, hey, what are you going to list your house at? Hey, okay, don't work that way. <laughs> I can see why a guy coming in off the street says, I want to list my house. Zestimate says this. Realtor.com says this. And then I give them the real number. I can see why they might be panicky, angry, frustrated, completely disheartened if it's yep. a case like this. Yes. I mean, oh, my gosh. Can you imagine me telling you I'm going to list my house yeah. for 124000 No, your house is worth no. ninety five. And you have five professional service-oriented companies online that say your house is worth substantially more than that. Absolutely crazy. So let's start here. Okay. How do these companies, I mean, how does us, how does Zillow come up with this estimate? Let's talk about that. And you explain this the best. You explain this much better than I do. So it is the average of all of the houses within a mile of your house. So Woodward, what's within a mile? I don't want to really South give Fort. the location. Oh my gosh, we're comparing my house to this. My house was built in 1975, yeah. 975 square foot, three bed, one and a half bath, two car attached garage. I have a great fence. Yeah. I have a nice backyard. I have a decent little shed. In fact, hey, the other day I walked barefoot in my backyard. Whoa. No stickers. When I moved in, it was all stickers. That's impressive. Man, Brian Baker would be so proud of me, wouldn't he? He would. God, he'd be like, Man, he'd be like, how did she do that? You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway. So. So. So they're comparing my house, 1975 build, to the custom-built homes. That are selling for $150, $155 square foot. And that's just Not insane. real. So I get it. This works when? When there's 300 houses in an addition in downtown down Oklahoma City metro area, all built by the same company within two or 300 square foot of each other, all the same size, all the same finishes, all the same street right. name, all the same, 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 same. That's so, easy. My friend Beth, I sold her a house in Yukon. I don't know. That was a long time ago, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. That house would be perfect with Zestimate because everything in the, her house is right smack dab in the middle of the neighborhood. Yep. Everything around it is going to be similar age, 
similar builder, similar, 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 similar. That is going to be a great way for Zestimate to be correct for Redfin, Realtor.com, whatever, whatever, whatever. But out here where everything varies so drastically, and even condition is drastically different. So on on the street that I just moved off of, um, I have one and a half bath, but what are we laughing at? You guys better quit playing right now and making me do all the work. <laughs> you won't want to know. I tell you what. But afterwards, you'll you'll think it's hilarious. That's oh nothing to do with us. You make me super nervous. But anyway, okay. So as I was saying, please don't do that right now. Thank you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is super important. Okay, we're talking about estimates. We're talking about Zillow. Now everybody that's listening is like, what, what is, is going, going on? on? Let me just tell you, we got some agents. Anyway, yep. okay, so down the street from me, there's most of those are 300 square feet greater. They have two bathrooms. Two baths. But, but they most don't of them have, have a two-car garage. Right. Right. And then my house is, um, it's like been somewhat updated, but not completely updated, but it's pretty darn cute. Some <clears> of those have been really, like Ashley, one of our agents has one down the street from us. Oh, Way cute so nice. updates. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yep. One-car garage. So, I mean, there's all these things that go into, that need to be taken into consideration. Right. So that's where we come in. This is the value of a realtor all it over is. again. Again. So how do we do this and how do we come up with a good number? How do we really show a buyer what a house is worth that they're purchasing and a seller, what they should list for and what would be a reasonable purchase price, sales price? Yep. So we we go to the numbers, take the emotions out of the thing. Oh, emotions, emotions, emotions. So, um, so we'll we'll go in and it's a mathematical formulas. So we go in, we find three houses that are truly comparable to your house. We're not going to compare your Edgewater house, Edgewood house, Meadowview house to a house in whatever, Wildwood. Completely and likewise, too- we're not going to compare your Wildwood house to right. my Meadowview house. Right. We're not going to compare a thousand square foot house to a two thousand square foot house. No. We're, we're going to try to find a three-bed, one-and-a-half-bath, two-car garage house built in 1978. Right. That's what we want to find. Right. That's sold in the last three months. Yes. Okay, we can't find that. Then we go to, okay, we still want something built in 1978 within so many distances. It's the five hours you spend in the kitchen mastering your famous recipe or spending quality time with your family. Other insurance companies may just see it as a house. It's not just a house. It's your home. Hi. I'm State Farm Agent Kevin Kanzler, and I see your home as the time and memories you put into them. I understand what your things really mean to you, and I'm here to help give them the protection they deserve. My office is located on the corner of 13th and Oklahoma and Woodward to call me at 580-256-2216 for your home insurance today. On Point Land Survey can take care of all your residential, commercial, and industrial survey needs. This family-owned and operated business proudly serves Northwest Oklahoma. These lifelong Northwest Oklahoma residents with over 22 years of experience are ready to serve you with the latest equipment and capable trucks to get your job done. Call On Point Land Survey today at 580-256-6757 or stop by 1918 Main Street in Woodward, Oklahoma or visit their website at onpointlandsurveyok.com. Professional. Trusted. Local. Um, Let's start with our process. Okay. So first things first, whenever we want to list your house, whenever you want us to list your house, um, you you invite us over for coffee and cookies. Just kidding. I just need cookies. Okay. So 
Um, we go and we visit your house and we look at it. It doesn't take us very long. I think that's one of the things that is surprising to people. Right. They're like, oh. I think they think we're going to full on get into the attic, crawl into the crawl space. This girl is not going in your crawl space. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Probably wouldn't even go in your basement if I can avoid it. Um, but we're going to go check out your house. We're going to look at the condition. We're going to look at any kind of updates. Um, I'm probably going to harass you about how old your roof is. I'm going to ask you if you know anything about your age back, if I remember. Sometimes I don't remember to ask that. But we're just going to get some information general about your house. But we want to see what kind of updates you've done. Um, we want to know if you clean house like I do <laughs> or if you're OCD. Yeah. We want to know those kinds of things right. because that, that really has a bearing on how things sell. And I'm not picking on your housekeeping. Not at all. We know that whenever it's time to show that you're going to um, take Fluffy with you and hide the litter box. Like, we get it. We totally get that. So we want to check out um, if your bathroom has been updated, if your kitchen is still original 1968. That's what we need to see. From there, we come back to the office. um, And then we do the CMA. So you were describing how we do the CMA. Yes. The CMA is a comparative market analysis. We always, like, run through all these initials in real estate. Um. <laughs> Not like Nathan and his initials. Yeah. <laughs> what are all those? Uh. I started taking notes for a while, but you quit saying them. I think you got mad at me whenever I teased you a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's over it now. <laughs> all right. So CMA, a comparative market analysis. So we look at your property and we call it that you're the subject. From now on, your house is going to be the subject. And we want to find things that are similar to the subject. If we first look at competitive listings, if we put your house on the market, what is it going to compete against? And what is going to be the best list price to get you buyers in your home and offers before somebody else? Then we're going to look at comparable sales. This is when I'm like, I try really hard to bracket for sure within six months, but if possible, even within three months. So if I'm looking and there's good comps in the last three months, I'm going to use those. If I have to go six months, I will go six months. Once in a while, there will be a super unique property. We did one this week, and it's a two-bedroom townhouse kind of a thing, a duplex kind of a deal. I needed to go outside of my parameters. And so I searched like up to a year because I knew we had good comps from a year ago. And and that works because it's a unique property that Woodward doesn't have a lot of, and so we don't sell a lot of those. But typically, we keep within the parameters of our time frame. Um, size. I try to keep it plus or minus of 200 <clears throat> square feet. Right. Get it within, yeah, because it, it's going to distort the whole thing if you go into a It has. Age. If it's built in 1975, I try to find something else built in the 70s at the latest at the at the worst, maybe something in the late '60s or in the early '80s. I try not to use a 2012 house for a 1975 build. It's not the same, and age makes a huge difference in value. Can make a huge difference in value. Um, condition. So if your house has all new windows and it has all new flooring and it has fresh paint and granite countertops or quartz or whatever. Yep. Not linoleum. Countertops. Whatever it is that like I like. Like those red ones that we saw today. The red those linoleum. Were, those were cool. I mean, they were original. They were so original. Those, were, those weren't original. Those were that was updated probably in the sixties. No way. Yeah, those were those weren't originals. That was probably a thirties build house. I don't know. I'm pretty darn sure. I'm gonna anyway, look it up now. Do you remember what the fuse box looked like? Just yeah, kidding. It wasn't really cute. a fuse box. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, okay, so we're gonna compare all of those things. We pay really close attention to those kinds of details with age. Um, size, 
amenities, three bedrooms versus um, like a two bedroom is nowhere near the same as a four bedroom. Right. So those kinds of things are super, super important. Location. How important? As close as you can get it. So appraisers use Woodward as a neighborhood. Right. Neighborhoods within Woodward. So if they'll compare something on Edgewood to Wheat Ridge. Because they were built at the same time. Right. Same builders sometimes. So. And that makes sense. But it does not make sense to use um, Edgewood to Shady Brook. Right. Right? Right. That doesn't make any sense. So those kinds of things are very, very important. Okay, so then what do we do? Then, so we go get our homework done, <clears throat> study the house, come back to the office, get our list of houses comparable that are active market. And did you say sold? Did we jump in? Did we do sold? Then we yeah, come back I and did put, that when you guys were doing your little text Yes, game. sorry. Way <laughs> distracted. And so then we got this. Then we put all of that into our sheet, and it... Mm-hmm does all of the calculations. So calculations takes the emotions out. So it compares um, we have we have formulas inside that that will take into the effect you know size um, is this location better or worse? You know, does it is it, it makes adjustments. Adjustments for that. So numerical. Numerical. So, you know, are you next to a highway? Are you next to a feedlot? Are you next to a super nice house? You know, what's your right. location? Um, and then uh, age, it does have a calculation. If, if you're like, hey, we can't find anything in 1970s, so we're going to use this 1985 built house. So it will also use, it will adjust for some age and then condition and then amenities. So if you've got, you know, you list something in the country and it's got three acres and this has six acres and this has a 30 by 40 shop and this has a 50 by 80 shop, it will take all the amenities and value each of those based on formulas that we have studied for years and tested for years to get to these uh, formulas and equations and values. Okay. And above and beyond that, just our real life knowledge, like we are in this game and we see this every day, all day. And so we really have a working knowledge of what things are selling for and what they look like and, and what the comparables are. Yes. And it, and so then we also have one more step. So once we get all those, we put all the formulas in, it kicks out a couple of numbers, and we're like, and then we look at it and be like, well, does that make sense? Like, we know the market. Like, sometimes I can walk into a house, and I'll just write the number down. Like, I think this is $125,000 house. And then we go do all our numbers, and it might spit out, bam, 125. I'm like, yep, felt like 125. Right. Sometimes it comes out, and it's like, well, that's just 115. What? I felt 125. Or the opposite, like. Or thinks it's 125. This is 115. I don't know. What's our, and, and then we have to go back and, then, and we study and we do some arguing like, well, I think it's worth more because of this, or I think it's worth less because of this. And we do a good job of devil's advocate against one another in these. And I always, I tease the sellers and I say, we're going to go back and fight about this. Mm-hmm. It's not an argument. It's like a legit, like you take one stance and I take the other. And, and sometimes, man, sometimes it's tough to come up with the right thing because we can see both sides. Yeah. I have a great example. Oh, okay. So, we put it was going to put a house on the market in an area and we went to put it on the market. We did all our numbers. It spits out a number. And so I'm going to make these numbers up 150,000. And we're like, man, but all of the comparable listed houses are like $20,000 more. Like, so our sold comp shows, um, our sold comps show 150. But the listed side shows 170. This is crazy. And so I'm showing people in those same price ranges. 
and we go to list this house. And I said, I honestly, based on the listing comps, we can probably, we can justify more numbers based on where the market may potentially be going. So we actually listed a little higher based on the sold comps in the area. And those sold comps are generally other agents. And then it gives back to, we're not the boss. If you want to sell your no, house for 200000 and we tell you it's one fifty, dang sure we're going to try it. I think there's a bunch of that going on in this mm -hmm. one area. And everything was just $20,000 overpriced. So we sold the house about 10000 more than we thought it was, but we thought it was worth it as well. Like we think, oh, we justifies it. We think this is kind of low. It's within the reason. Sold the house under contract. The appraiser comes in. Guess what? Sunk our ship. Didn't really. We knew. It broke our hearts. It broke our hearts because the market was distorted because so many things were overpriced. I'm glad that you brought that up because so that particular situation, did you mention that there really weren't sold comps? Hardly any. That particular market is a slower market than where we are in Woodward. Yeah. And so I, I couldn't find appropriate, and I looked all the different avenues, and I could not find three strong sold comps to support really any number. And so that really gave us the feeling of, gosh, if this is what we're competing against, this is a winner by far. Um, and that makes it tough. But I, I'm glad you brought up the appraiser and that it came in low because I think one of the things that is so disheartening with the CMA process, with having an agent sometimes, is, is, is once in a while I know that I know our sellers don't feel that we can feel the heartache of these list prices. And by golly, we can. I mean, I would, I would much prefer, I would much prefer a my cute little tiny house for this $124,000 mm -hmm. to be a real mm -hmm. live listing price because by golly, I'd find somewhere else for Ethan to go. Yeah. And I can sell that sucker. Yeah. I, I legit, that would make sense financially to do mm -hmm. that um, purchase price compared to that. That would make sense. That would be sensible. But, it's not realistic. So we mm. do know the heart, the heart feelings of yeah. going, oh gosh, I've got this. No, you've really got this. But then we also know we're we're having to be able to justify to the appraiser. That appraiser called you. Do you remember? Yes, he called and he's like, Man, where'd you get these comps? And I'm like, <laughs> We struggled ourselves. We had to use Woodward. We tried Woodward, right. we tried Moreland, we tried mutual. We have one mutual. We tried all these little towns. We couldn't. We had a we struggled. We really struggled. Yeah. But we trust you. Because we, we know you, right. and we know you're going to do everything you can to be fair and honest and just sure. in your appraisal. No problems. So right. you do your job, and then I'll go back to doing my job. But it's really hard whenever we do have comps, and we <clears throat> and because sellers are the boss. Like yes. Like 100%, you're the boss. You want us to list high whenever it comes time for that appraiser, and our comps are $30,000 less yeah. than what we listed or under contracted at. Yeah. It's a lot harder to justify that to oh, them. Man. We still try, but man, try. that's hard. I, I wish that there was a greater amount of weight given to the fact that somebody actually wanted to buy it at that price. Right. Like that particular situation, I really feel like the house was worth that price. I but agree. But that's not how it works. Nope. It should be. It feels like that. It should be. But it's not. If it was cash buyer, it'd have been no problem. 100%. And everybody would have been prices over in that community. Yeah. And everything, <laughs> everybody would have felt justified and, and appreciated. So back to our pricing stuff. Then we have a formula. I take it one step further, and we have a report inside of our MLS that studies um, more statistical numbers, and it justifies um, how to price your house. So we get the number based on the solds, sure. 
based on the listed prices, it spits out two numbers. Then we have another set of formulas that kicks out more numbers that say, hey, where is our market going? What's crazy now, I printed off the wrong board, but I know <laughs> I printed off the right report. I just didn't put any numbers in there, properties in there. So basically it, it spits out a number that says, you know, how many comparable solds are in this area? What's the absorption rate, which is the number of solds per the months it takes to sell them. Mm -hmm. So like today, our, I wish I had printed it. I think we have um, four months of inventory, which seems higher than it should be. That's crazy weird. Because we feel like we're just, we have nothing. We have like less than 40 houses on the market. But it's because the buyers, we, are, we're, we don't have very many buyers. I mean, our buyers are lowering and our sellers are lowering at the same time. So it keeps our months of inventory correct. Well, I feel like because there's such a low inventory too, this is not the same story here, but I feel like it's harder. During this show, I've had an agent, second or third one today, say, can I show this house? I'm sorry, it went under contract today. Like there's nowhere to put the buyers so they don't have anything to buy. Mm -hmm. And that makes it so challenging. Okay, so here's my question. Okay. This came up with a seller this week and I freaking love it. So here's the question. So oh, I don't remember how to ask it. <laughs> what is the ratio? So Woodward, because yep. we are a small market and we are local and we want to focus on here. So not mm -hmm. national, this is here. What is that ratio between the list price and the sales price for where we are? 93.5%. 93.5%. Meaning that People a seller are, should expect. If you list it for 100000 they are selling for $93,500. Okay. The so, sales price. Sorry. Yep. I'm so sorry. So if I tell you in your CMA that, it's, that your house should be listed at $100,000, but you want more, does that mean you should list at 200000 so you can get? 100000 no. Okay. I want to talk about that. We only have like two minutes, but I really want to talk about that. That was the conversation that, that this particular seller and I were having. And I really appreciated his comments. Mm -hmm. And I really loved the dialogue that we had going because in his mind, he said, but I like to price them high. I want for people to be able to feel like they win. And I want them to be able to make an offer and they win. I think I win. Everybody wins. We love the idea of that. And we want everybody to win. Right. Unfortunately, if we price too high, if we price too much higher than that 93.5%. Yeah, they'll just drive we, right by like, oh, look at that one. It's way too high. They'll go, oh, that's crazy. And they won't make an offer. Mm -hmm. I, I I hate that because it hurts people. It hurts a buyer who is afraid to make an offer, but they really like the house. It hurts a seller who really wants to sell to that buyer who is afraid to make the offer. It's sad. I don't love it. Nope. So pricing too high can be negative. Yes, absolutely. We and get wanting to negotiate. Yes. 100%. It's fun. Sometimes. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> it depends. If we can all win, I love it. Um, if houses yes. are priced correctly, the negotiation game and all that feels like people are, I do feel like people are winning. Right. Because, hey, this looks like a fair price. I want to buy it. Hey, it's a fair price. I want to sell it. Done. Bam. Let's over. do it. And I, yes. Um, completely lost where I was going. We're talking about... <laughs> I mean, you were going with the idea of don't price it too yes. high so that you scare away a buyer yep. because unfortunately, even though all day long, we say, this is business, this is business, this is business. An offer is business. Mm -hmm. A counter offer is business. Yeah. It is not emotional. If yep. you price too high, it feels emotional to your buyer yep. and your buyer says, they I don't want to offend somebody or make feelings. Yep. But I have drug people through houses like, Hey, I know this house fits you. Well, it's way overpriced. Get in the truck. <laughs> and we just go look at the house and then we work the deal. Right. And it sometimes you just got to work the deal. And then we can do our numbers like, hey, we know the house is priced at 200000 We know it's really worth a hundred. 
we can show you on paper. Here's where we, here's our ratio. Here's, here's where we think it should be priced based on the market. One of our agents did that. I was super, super proud. And actually the other agent was my brother. Um, and, and I think he handled it really well too, but the house seemed really high for the market area. And, and her buyers said, man, I'm not comfortable with this, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. And, and they asked her to do a full on CMA present this with our offer. We don't want anybody's feelings to be hurt, but this is business. And I was so proud of the way that yeah. our agents, our agent, that agent, I really felt like they handled it well. And that's what we want. Let, let's do business. Let's do business. Let's do it. But let's go buy a home. Yeah, or sell one. Let's yeah. do something. Let's do it. Anyway, yeah. so that's how we do it. That's how we come up with numbers. We use a comparative market and, and comparative market analysis. Yep. And so anyway, I think our time is up. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for listening. I'm Brian Cook. And I'm Kendra Brown. Thanks for listening. This is the Brian and Kendra Show. See you next time.